Hello, this is John Beasley welcoming you to the 35th Harmony UK podcast and a programme which started life as part of the celebrations for Barbershop Quartet Day on the Chord online radio station. On April the 11th on the Chord, we were joined by the four members of Tagline to review their 10 years as one of the UK's most successful quartets worldwide. So here they are, in their own words, this is Tagline at 10. Well, on, on International Barbershop Quartet Day, uh, delighted to be joined by uh, a quartet which um, has now completed a decade. Uh, it's welcome to uh, Joe, James, Chris and Rob, all from Tagline. Tagline, good afternoon. Hello. Good afternoon. Hello. Thanks for having us, John. Delighted to be here. Well, well, thank you for being the very first quartet to appear on the court, which is, which is, which is brilliant for us. Absolutely fabulous. Um, ten years, I mean, how, how have you been celebrating? Well, uh, last weekend we were very lucky to meet up with our original tenor Ben and have a, a have a nice dinner together, which was lovely. Unfortunately, uh, Chris wasn't able to join us because uh, he thought we might be coming down with COVID, which turned out to be true a few days later. Um, so we 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 didn't have quite the festivities we'd hoped, but uh, next weekend we've got a gig together, which we think which will be really really good fun, um, and I guess that will probably end up being. Most of our celebration as a as a full quartet, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's what we've been up to. <laughs> and, and Chris, we should should ask you. I mean, how, how how are you getting on? Are you are you are you over the lurgy? Was it uh, was it not too bad? I hope it wasn't too bad. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm definitely fine, but I'm gutted I missed out on dinner. I'm gutted I missed out on this week's rehearsal. Um, um, it's been it's been one of the least notable weeks of my whole life i'm afraid i've got no, nothing interesting to say about it um, i've just looked at screens all day well let's move on then and talk yeah. about the, oh, the history of the quartet <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the history of the quartet because uh, i know that you'll all have a, a lot interesting to say about that i i know joe uh, tenor that you weren't with them at the time because uh, uh, ben ferguson was the original tenor but um uh, Chris, James, and Rob. I mean, how how did you three and Ben first meet? So we were all uh, music students at Manchester University, and in our very first lecture at Manchester, we had a, a quartet from the University Barbershop Chorus. A wonderful quartet by the name of Encore uh, came and performed "Come Fly with Me." Um, and I think we all kind of looked at that and thought that looks like good fun. And we went along to the first rehearsal and got involved and just loved it. Uh, and over the sort of our first term at, at uni, we were we were somewhat addicted in a rather obnoxious fashion. Um, and we we were you know ringing tags in stairwells, slightly out of key a lot of the time, and it was great. And then that Christmas, Ben and I were getting a train we both lived in the southeast and we were heading back to our respective parents houses for christmas and we discussed on that train journey the possibility of setting up a quartet and kind of thought about who we could ask and rob and chris were kind of the first lineup we arrived on we were like yeah that would be really really fun and really great and so we approached them after christmas and said would you be up for this uh, and then we got together in a practice room at the university and started learning, I think it was Come Fly With Me and When She Loved Me. Uh, from memory, almost every time we stopped, I was singing flat. Um, <laughs> and that was, yeah, it, it started from there and, and then it just sort of didn't really stop. <laughs> Rob, Rob and Chris, I mean, when, when you were approached about the quartet, I mean, what, what was your view of Barbershop at the time? Had you, had you very much experience of it before university? Yes, I had, I had started it and I had quit it um, because <laughs> um, in my first week, um, ah, um, on the last night of Freshers' Week, when a lot of the music students had met up for, 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 for the very first time, I found myself sitting very close to Rob and James and Ben at the pub. And I thought, oh, you know, <laughs> they're nice people, um, which just turns out to be a weird sort of retrospective, doesn't it? Because it turns out that they're not nice people after all. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, so and, and 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 then the next day, I I I saw on the notice board in the music department that they had all signed up for the Barbershop Society, and I hadn't even heard of the Barbershop Society, but I joined in order to make some friends. <laughs> um, um, which is an insight in, 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 into my sort of uh, my nervy 18-year-old self. And then, and, and then, yes, I quit a couple of weeks later. Um, <laughs> but there I start again in January 2012 and, and yet never looked back uh, since then. And, and Rob, was it obvious which parts you were all going to sing? I mean, was it obvious, for example, that you were going to be the <laughs> I mean, bass? Only one part. Well, it's funny you ask that, John, <laughs> because, you know, with Rob's voice, um, it, 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 took us, it took us a long time to work out what voice part he might be best suited to. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I don't, I don't know what he sounded like when he was 18. But, uh, <laughs> no, it was... I, think I didn't was... even know whether his voice had broken, to be honest with you. <laughs> Oh, believe me, it had it had broken. <laughs> uh, it was it, it was pretty a uh, pretty straightforward, I think. James, God bless him, oh, was yeah. wasn't really in a place to try and sing anything other than the tune. Completely accurate, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and at at that time, Ben wanted to have a go at singing tenor, and Chris's voice, um, his range naturally sat in the baritone range, so that that decision was kind of quite easy to come to over the next next few years James and Ben did a little bit of part swapping on occasional songs but largely we didn't really ever change change parts other than that original lineup uh, and the name tagline which is, is is a great name but it was it the only one in the frame could, could the quartet have been called something else <laughs> from from memory i can't i can't th- I, I i remember us I, like I it was the it only a, one which was ex- suitable for public consumption. Yeah, that that, that's, that's, probably the, that's probably the best that's... way of describing it. I remember it being an excruciatingly long process to settle <laughs> on something that we thought sounded good and uh, that we that we liked. Uh, I can't. I and I genuinely. I can't even remember the unsuitable for public consumption there's, names. There's, I'm sh- there's one that I can remember, Rob, which I will say after we finish recording. That's a good shout, yes. Uh, I, <laughs> the great thing, one of the things that's amazing about Rob is Rob is like an elephant in that he never forgets. Mm. Um, he has an astonishing like archivist's memory for the early days of Tagline. I have an appalling memory, and I'm always amazed at the things that Rob's just like, yeah, that was a thing, and I'm like... Was I alive? Was I there? <laughs> I can't. I, to be honest, I can't actually remember that much from the first the first couple of months. Like, I, it's a blur. It's a, yeah, it's a long time ago. Yeah. Well, you you were saying that the the, the four of you were, or the, the four of you as you were then, were, were singing for the first couple of months, uh, slightly out of tune in stairwells, which sounds like most of my barbershop career actually. But, um, <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm interested in, in how, as brand new barbershoppers, as students, as people who haven't really been exposed too much to the craft before or to the, 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 the quartets of the past, how do you learn your craft? Who do you learn it from? I think uh, one of the big things for us, certainly in our early years, was there at the time there was a lot of, um, there were really good links between the Manchester University Barbershop Chorus and Hallmark of Harmony. So we, in 2012, we went um, and sang with Hallmark in competition along with probably about 11 or 12 other other people from our chorus. And uh, and then we, that's where we met Joe for the first time. Um, and also Tim Tim Briggs, Andy Allen, Steve Holden are all really important people for us during our, our first few years and kind of encourage, encouraging us and showing, that, showing us the ropes and how to actually sing Barbershop instead of just trying to sing four-part harmony. Mm. And yeah. so, Joe, even though you hadn't been a part of the quartet at the time, you, you've been around since the beginning, I, I, I understand. Yeah, well, I suppose so. Um, just because I, I'm from Sheffield and, you know, when I was 14, joined Hallmark and then um, was singing at the same time that we had the Manchester crossover. And, uh, you know, we were, some of us were on the front row together doing the moves, um, you know, some of tagline. Um, but, you know, they were like, you know, the idols, like the best quartet and singing in front of the chorus and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, yeah, that's how I met them uh, back in the day. And, and you went to Babs in 2013 and, and you won the youth contest. And I'm just wondering, I mean, what, what was the youth barbershop scene like at the time? Were, were there many 
youth quartets? Was there, was there a thriving youth scene at that? Well, in our, in our first our first prelims in 2012, um, Park Street actually won won the youth contest. So we we kind of our first our first few years we were kind of we all well. Do I say it? I think uh, yeah, we fancied ourselves as Park Street's main competition, and I think we were the only people in Babs that fancied ourselves as Park Street's main competition. <laughs> yeah. So. So there were these two hubs then. There was Manchester and and, and there was Bristol. And and I I, I get the impression that, uh, that that Mubs was at least from what you said it was 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 pretty important to you. I mean, if you if you hadn't had the backing of that society, would 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 we have tagline today? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, I think it was I think it was the ability to have that you know the ability to kind of play around with it and and that platform to perform and test things out was completely vital and completely formative and getting the same you know the same thing with hallmark as well their their support was invaluable and their advice they were always so so good to us um in a way that we're just so grateful for you know it was yeah it was great well how do you fancy breaking for a piece of music at the moment is is is, is that a good idea Sure. Yeah. Sounds if it's good. one of your songs, is it a good idea? Because <laughs> <laughs> the next thing is, I'm going to ask you to choose something from the early part of your your, your career that you 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 would like us to hear. Oh, now that's oh. a dangerous question. <laughs> that's a dangerous question, John. Because in the early part of our career, almost all of our rep choices were exceptionally misguided. And <laughs> um, I think it would probably be one of the songs that we sang that was much better sung by someone else. Perhaps something like Vocal Spectrum performing Cheer Up Charlie. Might be a nice treat. You, you get blue like every child, son, I hope you know. I'll make you a troubles go. Star, John. 
Vocal Spectrum with Cheer Up Charlie. Uh, we're talking to Tagline on uh, International Barbershop Quartet Day. Uh, you've been telling us about your your own experiences in the youth contest at Babs, but I'm just wondering, as, as 18, 19, maybe 20-year-olds, what did you make of the main organisation once you got out of university, once you started going to, to Babs conventions? Because most of the people there would have been, what, two and a half, at least three times your age. I think... We we were very lucky in that um, because we came from we had the um, Manchester University barbershop community and Hallmark. We were in a nice bubble of people who were around our age, maybe up to ten years ten years older than us. So we were in a very already in a very youth youthful bubble, as it were, and. Um, it didn't go unnoticed that a lot of outside of our bubble, the average age was a lot older than us. But we did like we def we definitely found I think that there were there were people that we felt were were kindred spirits, even though they were they were quite a bit older than us. I think that's, that's yeah. Fair to say. I think that is fair to say, and I also think that you know a lot of the a lot of the people that were involved in. Hallmark at that time were people who had been involved in the National Youth Barbershop Chorus with sort of Rob Barber and, and all of that lot um, only a few years before we started singing really and so I think there was a reasonable, because we were in that environment, it had a much, it had a very youthful energy I think um, it, it was just sort of part of it, you know uh, and and of course the, the, there are, there are a number of quaint rituals associated with convention. Um, uh, everything from the single clap for everybody who's been involved to the uh, to, to the ritual uh, little noises as the lights go up and down. <laughs> did did you did you take to those readily? Were they were they, did, did they did they immediately sort of seem familiar and friendly and fun? I think the single claps did. <laughs> Some of the other things maybe not so much, and still strike me as why why does that happen? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's it's part of a. I, I guess it's part of a kind of um, community thing, isn't it? You know, you all join in with it, and, and you're all you know in the moment at the time. But uh, yes, I know what you mean. I I I, I just wondered, um, what difference did it make winning that youth contest to you in 2013? I I suppose in in it was a very validating moment. I think um, it was a it was sort of one of those moments that allowed us to go, okay, yes, this is. This is something that we are making good progress with, and we're we're making better choices. I think there's a, there was certainly a because because we all came from very musical backgrounds, and you know we all had decent ears, and we'd all all had a reasonable level of musicianship. The other three probably more so than I. Um, it it was really the the That's big the big <laughs> the big the big battle for us was was learning. What are we good at? How do we maximise and capitalise on what we're good at for contest? How do we choose repertoire that's appropriate for us? And how does barbershop work in, a, in, in the ways that barbershop works separately to how other music works? Um, and I think once we started to, to realise how much there was within that and start to kind of chip away at that and it started to make a bit more sense, I think when we... When we won the youth it's it was like okay yes this is we're making progress with this this feels good um i think also it was around was it around that time that we started working with duncan win yates 
was that a bit before? Yeah, we started working with Duncan uh, like a few months before we went to Bournemouth. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so Dunks was um, probably off one of our earliest kind he was of, he was the first coach we he ever was had. the first coach we ever had and, and he was key to establishing what we did and the way we approached what we did and and yeah we're i think we're forever grateful to everything he taught us um so so did did he help you then to decide what kind of a quartet you were going to be because i think you're uh, as quartets go you are you are you're at the suave sophisticated end if i if i might venture that opinion. wow that's a very 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 k- 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 kind of you to say um we've been working at that image since at least early t- 2013 so that we've now got there that's really good yes i think um that he helps us uh, cultivate that image right at the start. Um, It was he who suggested um, sort of uh, rat pack sort of charts, I think, Um, uh, talked about our demeanour on on, on stage, about us moving away from slow ballads to rhythm ballads. And in fact, that last bit of advice, um, when we were fortunate enough to win Babs in in 2015, that last bit of advice proved very, very, very good, actually. Um, He's a genius, Dunk, actually. He's he's such a barbershop wizard because he knows a lot about music a lot about singing a lot about performance and and particularly with singing actually he gave us some really key fundamentals i think um that we think about now i guess it's interesting he hearing you talking about the choice of song i mean uh, you if you have a talented quartet how important is the choice of song what 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 sort of percentage of difference does choosing the right song make to your chances of, I of, of think winning a contest it, this is possibly a slightly strong opinion i think the selection of song is probably the most important decision you make in terms of a successful outcome i think if if you you i i, I it, it can make so much of a difference if you choose something that is stylistically appropriate to what you do well that is the right kind of message for your life experiences and the kind of people that you are i think yeah it, it can it can i think it can really make make or break a quartet performance is, is making sure that they're they're on the right chart and and you know even just the difference between the right song and the wrong arrangement or the right song versus an arrangement that really works for you um is a big one. I think one of the, <laughs> I certainly remember when we, when we sort of really got going, when coaches, when we, we, when we worked with Doug Harrington for the first time and he just kind of went in and like ripped the bonnet off the engine and just went at the arrangement. It was just like, nah, that doesn't work. Let's just do this instead. And I, and, and cause we, cause we came from this classical background where it was just like, but the score, you reveal what the composer wrote. And then Doug was just like, no, nah, that doesn't work. Let's make that work for you. And it was just this completely different approach where you could take an existing arrangement and basically just rearrange it for yourselves to make it work for you. That was that I always found really interesting um, and was a really new idea to me. Uh, and actually, Chris, you, you, you do quite a few of Tagline's arrangements yourself, don't you? Um, I do. I've done, I think, three or four and they've been kind enough to, to, to sing all, all of them so far which i'm grateful for um because um they're such great musicians and, and people to work with so actually to to, to um to, to, to have your own quartet um to, to sing your arrangements and actually knowing what their voices can do really intimately um i i i i I think um, um, is 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 a, is a really helpful thing. Absolutely. Well, well, well since uh, we're on arranging and since we're, we're chatting to you, Chris, do, do, do you want to choose the next piece of music? Gosh, I'd love to choose the next piece of music. Um, what about? Um, I tell you what, I'd love to choose is the um, is the title track of our first and only. Um, <laughs> Full <laughs> album, anyway. Uh, let's start tomorrow tonight. Ba-do-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-
Humpty bop, bop, bop. Round and round goes, goes the wheel of love. But some say like Russian roulette. There is a jackpot I'm dreaming of. I'm ready to place my bet. Oh, no need to beg, steal, or borrow. The future is looking bright. Yes, I'm laying odds on tomorrow. So let's start tomorrow tonight. Oh, can't you feel, baby, we're in the tips? Tomorrow's our lucky day. I can feel gold at our fingertips. We'll prosper if we parlay. Yeah, no time for sadness and sorrow. Cause together we'll fight. Do I? Cause I'm laying odds on tomorrow. So let's start tomorrow tonight. Oh, don't need no clover or lucky charm That rabbit can keep his foot As long as we're walking arm in arm He insists I feel so shut up and dear I know that we're all on Wendy Street Let's climb together to reach that peak and be We'll shoot the moon, shoot the moon Yeah, I'm high as Kilimanjaro And with you, Jack, I'm ready for flight Yes, I'm laying arms on tomorrow So let's start tomorrow tonight as long as we're walking arm in arm, it seems I feel so shut up and deal. I know we're on a winning streak. The future can't come too soon. Let's climb together to reach that peak. Then baby will shoot the moon, shoot the moon. I'm high as Kilimanjaro And with you, Jack, I'm ready for flight Yes, I'm laying odds on tomorrow So let's start tomorrow tonight Yeah, let's start tomorrow Tomorrow tonight Let's start tomorrow tonight. Title track, as uh, Chris was saying, from uh, the first and only to date uh, <laughs> CD from from Tagline. Uh, can I ask you the the other three? Uh, is is that one of your favourites too? I always I, like. I love listening to the song. It's 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 a really tricky arrangement, and it's hard work to sing. And it's uh, it's it's one of those arrangements that's. You you have to be very careful to keep your kind of keep a firm grasp of the leash on it because if it gets away from you too early, then the the whole ship is sunk. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, when, I remember it very fondly yeah. at the time when we when we picked it up. We'd when we so the year that we won won Babs, we'd made a conscious decision with the the choice of the songs that we were singing in competition to strip things back and not overcomplicate it and have more sim- simple arrangements that we can sing well and then we then when we were looking at rep to do for our championship year and we decided on that song <laughs> we took exactly the we went we the went compl- straight back to old tagline of doing something <laughs> really ambitious really challenging it's still I'd, it's i'd say that's even compared to arrangements we've sung over the last last few years it's probably still in the top three of most difficult charts that we've we've ever sung yeah, but 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 but, 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 but
that was one of Ben's arrangements, which was great, because Ben had or has a lot of flair. He was such an innovative member of the quartet, knew his music, but back to front and did some really great arrangements for us too. Yeah, uh, and that brings us, I suppose, that brings us, I suppose, on to the arrival of uh, of Joe with the quartet because our oh, very, very lovely Joe, very lovely, very lovely. But you very had some lovely. big shoes to fill. <laughs> <laughs> you had some big shoes to fill. Was it by, by this time with the quartet with this degree of success? Was it was how was it daunting? Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, I. I'm a few years younger, so when those guys came to Hallmark back in their early days, I was probably 15, 16. So it was like maybe 16, 17. But, you know, they were like idols and like really good. And I was like, you know, I grew up with Barbershop and uh, always wanted to be in a really good quartet. So um, and after uni, when they said they they said, do you want to come along for like a you know, a casual say it's kind of like saying an audition, but not saying the word audition just like see if you want to have a sing and fit in and see how we see, see how if you feels. like it yeah, yeah that kind of thing um but you know when when they said yes and you want to be in it yeah i was i was over the moon really but um yeah also a bit scared because <laughs> 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 it's tagline you know they've won gold they've won bab's gold so um, because i think that joe would be the first to say that individually we are incredibly imposing characters as well joe aren't we <laughs> very good <laughs> so so were you with them joe at at, at international then when you, you they because you, you came very very highly didn't you in the in, in the varsity contest uh, over in the states yeah that that was um that was my first competition i think wasn't it yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah 2018. So, um, went very well. No, that was that was <laughs> a that was strong amazing. debut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was my debut actually. Um, no, it was it was fantastic, and still to this day one of one of the best weeks of my life. I think um, just being in Florida or Orlando with everyone, messing around, singing, and then doing really well in a competition. You know, just like the best week, wasn't it? A lot of people would be interested to know, how do you prepare for, as a quartet, for a big international contest like that? Do you treat it any differently from the way you would treat, you know, a, a, a convention at home? Are, are, there, are there, there routines that you go through? Are there, are there I mean, do, do, do you have any kind of um, uh, special preparations or even superstitions? Um, I think, I mean, one of the things I remember us doing from a very early... St- I mean, you know, we, I think we were generally pretty good about international in treating it like it was any other show and any other contest. Um, I think we've always generally tried to subscribe to the fact that just because it's a contest doesn't mean it's a different form of performance. The audience is still the priority. There just happens to be a panel of judges there and your first priority is to make sure that you are entertaining and moving the audience above everything else. Um, And I think that, you know, we the things that we've always found most helpful are having someone with a like a, a, a coach you know even if it's not a coach that we've worked with a lot just like someone a friendly face with us through you know the process or the system or the pattern whatever you want to call it as you go through from signing in as a quartet to walking into the warm-up room to sort of going through to backstage having another person there to kind of help be a sponge for our nervous energy uh, I think is always really helpful. And the big, I think the big thing that we do is we just run, we go from imagining that we're sort of spreading out at the front of the stage, walking into the first number, we run the first line of the first number, and then we kind of mime the tag, and then we go into the acceptance of the applause, do the first line of the next number, and we just do that again and again and again. Because by that point, if you can get through that first phrase and you can do it to the level that you want it to be, everything else will be fine. Um, and you just it's just a case of making sure that if you could, if you can kind of get yourself into the rhythm of that first phrase then the the adrenaline of the actual performance itself won't affect you as much um, and then you just trust the work uh, and, and everything should be fine <laughs> that's the theory and by and large I think it served us pretty well 
Yeah, the other thing I think is 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 that we try to stay relaxed and 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 we try to have fun, but also um we try to stay out of the hype a little bit because there's often a bit of hype at conventions, um particularly if people think that you might be in 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 the running for something. Thing. And I think, and I think, rem- actually stepping out of the convention centre and going off and doing something else for a little while is a really good idea. I remember in, I remember um, in 2015 um, when we won the British competition um, up in North Wales, and we'd sung on the on the on the on the Friday night, and that had gone really well. And then on the Saturday, um, we did watch a bit of the chorus competition, um, of course. Um, but 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 also, we went for a long walk. And 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 I remember we, we went up up the Great Orm, which is a hill um, 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 over 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 Landidno. And, um, and, and we took a walk up there and it was just very quiet and very peaceful and very rural. And and it was just, and it seemed like a world away from what we're about to do. And, you know, we just enjoyed each other, each, 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 each other's company. And, and, and I think being able to do that as much as possible and not thinking, not thinking too much about the terrifying thing that you're about to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really handy thing to do, I think. As a, a, a useful tip, I think, for quite a lot of people. And um, if we ever get back to Landidno for more uh, barbershop conventions, then the Great Orm will be filled with barbershoppers <laughs> quietly humming to themselves. Yeah. Um, it's got some fantastic <laughs> road signs as well, North Wales. Um, a fantastic place to be. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. No, I've, I've, I've always loved conventions over there. Um, do you want to, Who's going to pick another piece of music for us? Uh, third out of four. So, uh, so who hasn't picked one yet? Let's nominate Joe. <laughs> Well, maybe because of that competition, and um, we did sing Recipe for Love, um, and I think that's the one that we kind of, you know, continued singing, and it's become a bit of a... I think if L.O.V.E. was like the previous incarnation of Tagline's big song, I think Recipe for Love is probably this version of Tagline's maybe most well-known one, so maybe that would be a good one to play. Mm, A little bit of me and a whole lot of you and a dash of starlight and a dozen roses too then let it rise for a hundred years or two and that's a recipe for making love doesn't need sugar cause it's already sweet no it doesn't need an oven cause it's got a lot of heat just add a dash of kisses to make it all complete and that's a recipe for making love and if you made it right you'll know it it's not like anything you've made before oh no and if you made it wrong you'll know it Cause it won't keep you coming back for more no more I didn't get it from my grandma's book up on the shelf I didn't get it from a magical and culinary elf No, that little birdie told me you can't make it by yourself And that's a recipe for making love Making love, making love Oh, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do no, that little birdie told me you can make it by yourself. And that's a recipe for making love. I'm telling you that, baby, if you made it right, you'll know it. It's not like anything you've made before. And if you made it wrong, you'll know it. Cause it won't keep you coming back for Right. 
grandma's book upon the shelf. I didn't get it from a magical and culinary elf. No, a little birdie told me you can't make it by yourself. And that's, that's the recipe. Girl, that's the recipe for making love to you. That's the recipe for making love. Tagline's Recipe for Love. Tagline uh, with us for International Barbershop Quartet Day here on The Court. You'll be able to hear this recording as a podcast as well, so uh, you can uh, pass it on to all your friends and, uh, and, and keep it forever if you want to download it too. Um, just wondering, guys, coming more up to date, I mean, we, we've been through two years of lockdown, um, and it's not been easy for all of us, but um, I mean, what, were your, uh, what were your recipes for, uh, for, for dealing with that? We've, uh, to be to be honest, we've we've kind of taken a bit of a break uh, during that time. I think we've, um, as people now know, we're we're kind of taking a step back from tagline uh, in in the very close future. Just as our lives and our careers have moved in different directions, it makes it very difficult for us to say, you know, oh, in six months I can definitely be available to fly to the United States for a week. Um, and also give up, you know, a weekend every three weeks over the course of the six months before. That that kind of commitment is getting harder and harder for us to do. And so we'd kind of agreed pre-lockdown, we'd had a bit of a conversation about that. And so I think when when the lockdown hit, it did take a bit more of a backseat. And we kept up with, you know, we kept up with each other socially um, because, you know three of my best mates for sure so <laughs> um and uh and we just sort of waited until i think we felt the time was right to get going again um and that was getting ready for uh, our sort of upcoming retirement well retirement isn't quite right but sort of our upcoming final gig with sheffield we kind of always even back back at the start of 2020 when we we knew that the winding down of tagline was increasingly inevitable we we made a conscious decision that we didn't want to be one of those quartets who either just disappears completely or says that they're they're finishing up with a Facebook post and that being it. Yeah. We always we always wanted to go out with with a, a bit of a bang, as it were, or just a chance a chance to to say to say thank you to everyone who's supported us over over the years and mm. just have mm. have a little bit of a, a little bit of a party because well we're we're all all still still very good friends, and no intention wow. of this. this well, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, over the ten years, I mean, what what has being in this quartet given you individually? I mean, what um, you know, if if you were to say, yeah, I I got that from the quartet, and it, it enhanced my life. What what would it be for each of you? Um, <laughs> the other three have listened to a lot of my terrible jokes. A lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, the same like five, hundreds, yeah. hundreds, yeah. hundreds of times over. Well, that's true, actually. Um, it, it, it's not a large quantity of jokes. In fact, the quantity of jokes is very, very small. It's just I, I repeat them over and over again. <laughs> I think that um, the, the most important thing has been the time together and the and the laughs and the friendship. That's been the the, the very 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 best thing. Um, I think um, you know to have achieved what we've been lucky enough to have achieved has brought a huge amount of elation which has been great and actually I'm 
I'm starting to to, to, to do a fair bit, bit, bit of barbershop work outside of tagline too. Um, uh, I know that my association with barbershop um, will keep going and going and going, um, which is just great because it's given me such a lot. I've made the best friends. I've been able to travel lots. Um, and we just la- we just laughed a lot, haven't we? Um, I ate some good food, and <laughs> I've been introduced to, 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 to Jugger Juice um, in Toronto. <laughs> just to what? Oh, um, there's a there's a smoothie shop called Jugger Juice in Toronto, which is very tasty drinks. Um, I would say that that's not quite as good as the friendship, but it, it comes a close second because they they were extremely tasty. <laughs> it's obviously been a very very rich experience. What what, what about the other three of you? Is 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 Chris on the nail with with, with all of that, or is there anything you you would add? Uh, I yeah, I I definitely would agree with Chris that the the friendships that we formed both within and outside of the quartet have been kind of the defining feature of my 20s really um and a source of so much joy and so many incredibly special experiences um and for that i there's i I can't thank you guys i can't thank babs and all of the people that have supported us over the years enough it's been so special um my close second uh i'm going to be controversial and push the wonderful jugger juice into third place. Uh, <laughs> I So my close second, I think that... So I'm now working and auditioning as a professional performer in musical theatre, and I think that what I have learned about performing and about singing and about storytelling through my time with Tagline and about music has been completely invaluable to me and has been the foundation for what I now do. Um, and it, it, it really was... It, it really kind of work you know singing with tagline and the work that we did was what really pushed me towards trying musical theater which then led me towards training in it and and now working in it and I think I could not be more grateful for that the fact that like I I do this for a living now is an incredible privilege Um, and it's it's all because of you guys and barbershop so thank you for that it's really cool (laughs) Chords, yes, chords. <laughs> it's been fantastic listening to you ringing those chords over, over the years. Um, I, I, I can't let you go, though, without asking one question. It's probably one that you know the answer to better than most people. Uh, it is International Barbershop Quartet Day. Uh, we now have more music at our fingertips through streaming services, um, through TV and radio, through YouTube, through all sorts of things than we've ever had before. Why does the world still need a barbershop quartet? I think, um, I think that there are two things. I think live music is always the best way like seeing music live is always the best way to consume it seeing art live is always the best way to consume it the shared experience is powerful in a way that watching things as we all discovered in lockdown that watching things over a screen is just it's just not the same as those magical moments when uh you know we've all had those moments in contests when we've watched a quartet and they've and you've been like I, the one I remember from Orlando was was it Orlando no it would have been Nashville when Lemon Squeezy was singing things are looking up and they got to the tag and I heard their lead hit a note and I was like, oh my Lord, he's going to sing something obscene. And the note that came out of his face was about six times more obscene than what I expected. And the entire room went mad and it was just incredible. And those sorts of experiences are so unique. And I, I think that, you know, however much digital access we gain to technology... People will still want that. The desire for that will never go away. I think specifically to Barbershop, I think it's the, the, the act of doing it and the act of singing with other people is so unique and the sound that Barbershop makes is so, is so unique and so special. Um, and I think that's something to be treasured, is sharing that with other people. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to the final piece of music... Um, uh, for tagline to choose and uh, Rob I think this one falls to you doesn't it yes so 
I'm I'm going to pick a song that we first heard in Orlando, the AIC show. It is I'll Get Along Without You Very Well by Instant Classic. Fantastic. Let's hear that in, in just a moment. In the meantime, can I just say uh, to the four of you, to Joe, James, Chris and Rob, thank you very much indeed for uh, joining us. And let's hope that we see Tagline again in the not too distant future. <laughs> thank you, thank John. you, John. I get along without you very well Of course I do Except when soft rains fall And drip from leaves that I recall The thrill of being sheltered in your arms Just like I should, I should, of course I have, except to hear your name or someone's laugh that is the same, but I've forgotten you just like I should, what a My breaking heart could kid the moon, kid the moon. What's in store? Should I phone once more? No, it's best that as that I stick to my tune. Instant classic with I Get Along Without You Very Well. And my thanks to the four members of Tagline for sharing their thoughts, their reminiscences over the past 10 years and their choice of music uh, with us here today. If you'd like to add a barbershop and close harmony soundtrack uh, to your day, then you can find The Chord on the internet at thechordradio.co.uk. For now, though, from me, John Beasley, thanks very much for listening and Bye-bye.